road again Going places that I've never been Seeing things that I may never see again I can't wait to get on the road again Welcome back to The Drive. It's been a long while, my friends, and I am so sorry about that, but life got in the way just a little bit. There have been crazy, crazy things happening in my world, and all for the better, but I'm back, and I think it's an appropriate time to be back to summertime. I hope to share with you some things to think on as you're getting ready for next school year, because as, as we are all aware, teaching Teaching doesn't turn off all summer long. Uh, there are constantly updates we're thinking about to our classrooms. Some of you guys are already up in your classrooms trying to make sure that the theme for next year works out just perfect, especially you elementary folks. I know how hard you work to make uh, everything happen in your classrooms. It's incredible what you do. When I was in my high school classroom, I decorated the bulletin board once at the beginning of the year when I would change rooms. And so then when I would move rooms, I would take off all the, the lettering and there would be the bright color paper behind uh, the letters that I had posted up or the sheet or whatever and the, and the rest of the, po of the bulletin board would, would have turned into that faded color from being under the fluorescent lights too long. So shame on me, I guess, for not taking a more diligent role in creating a super fun classroom, but we all have our flaws. Uh, there's a couple things that are that I just participated in and a few things that are coming up, and I wanted to sum that up for you, some summer learning, some, some things for you to chew on while you are in, in summer think mode. One of those things that I ha have the opportunity to do is teach a course at OU this summer. It's an online course and I'm really excited about that. It's about using technology in the classroom and how to do it. And one of the things that I'm really going to encourage my students, it's a master's level class and, and so these are practicing teachers, but one thing I really want them to, to do is encourage them to do is to blog uh, frequently about what they're learning this summer. And I know that I've talked about blogging before, but it's, it's so important for teachers to share their stories, for school districts to share their stories, for schools to share their stories. And, and it was shared in the Okla Ed Twitter chat the other night, which you are all more than welcome to come participate in. And it's every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time with the hashtag Okla Ed. But there was a tweet shared from a superintendent out in Clinton, Kevin Heim, and, and he said, if, if, if you don't tell your story, someone else does. I love that. And I know that I've said that maybe not exactly in that way, but I've said that before too. You know, when you Google yourself, what comes up? Do you control that message? Are there ideas that come back to your classroom or do they just go right to your social Facebook profile? And the reason I ask that is because there's so much that goes on in teaching. And oftentimes I feel like in, in our schools, we get in there and shut the door and, and whatever the greatness is or whatever the struggle is, that, that never comes out at all. Now, you may share pictures or you may share your newsletter with your parents, but sometimes those don't necessarily talk about the greatness or the struggle. And 
and I think it's so, so, so important for teachers to share the good, the bad, uh, the brilliant, the fail. I think it's critical that teachers share that because if our communities aren't aware of exactly what's happening in the classroom outside of a open house night or a parent-teacher conference night, what do they truly know about what's happening in the classroom? I try and stay involved with my own children and, and their teachers, but I still don't know everything that goes on. And so if my teachers had a blog space or something like that, where they could share out what's happening, what they're doing, what they're trying out, what they're thinking about, I just think that could be so valuable uh, to it, it would be valuable to me. And, and then not only that, it'd be valuable to other people who are looking up those teachers for the future. I, I always want to know who's teaching my kids. I want to know what they're doing. I want to know what they think. I want to know how they do things. And I think that it, it creates a really excellent way to, to share what is going on inside our worlds. Because a lot of people make assumptions and those assumptions aren't always correct. So thought number one for those of you on summer mode is to start blogging. And so dig in. You don't ha and, and you don't have to be creative because you are creative. You don't have to be anything extra. You just have to be you. And, and if you go, but Scott, oh my gosh, blogging, I don't have time. It's going to be hard. I'm not sure how to do it. Listen, all you have to do is, is start with a few ideas. Just, just sit at home while you're drinking your coffee this morning or while you're watching the kids at the pool or, or if you have a thought while reading that cool book that you're really wanting to try and do some things from in this fall, uh, jot those things down. Those are your blog. Those are your blogs. What? Think back to your last school year. What? What? What was the greatest lesson that you taught? That's a blog post. Think about the last school year. What was the biggest colossal failure? The biggest mess, and you're like, oh boy, I don't know if I can do that again. That's a blog. Um, if you're thinking about switching up your classroom instruction to to do more project-based learning, or to go to flip class, or to go to gamification, or to go to you know. Uh, we're all we're all pirates all the time. That that's a blog post. If you're thinking about uh, cr creating a game uh, with your kids as part of the whole learning process, that's a, that's a blog. These are all blog posts. And so what happens is once you start working on uh, on these blogs, then you'll start getting ideas to write about in different ones. And, and then I would encourage you to just kind of Google around and read some teacher blogs. There's really good ones out there and and they can give you ideas as well. Um, but I, I know from the past few Okla Ed Chats that a lot of teachers are doing a lot of reading this summer. And so a blog post, uh, just write a weekly blog post about your thoughts on what it is that you're reading. And the great thing about all this is you can take control of your name. You share your story because it's different from everybody else's. And you can step into that world and it can be a great place to just reflect and get better as teachers because when we can reflect and think on our practice, we can improve it in so many great ways. So some easy ways to get started with blogging. Uh, one is Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R.com. It's super easy. You can be set up in less than five minutes and you've got a place to blog. It, Tumblr uh, is not a very, very fancy place to do things, but boy is it efficient. Think of Tumblr as a cross between Facebook and Twitter. 
Uh, you can upload audio, you can upload video, you can upload pictures, you can upload uh, a short burst of words, you can you can type in a whole lot of words. It's up to you. It's it's uh, really user friendly, and and it's it's very simple to create an account and get going. The next one, if you want a little bit more control, if you if you think you may want to do some more things, is WordPress. It's free. And so you can go to wordpress.com. You can register for a free account there. Now, one of the things that that could that could grab you when you get into WordPress is their template system. There's a bunch of things to look at, and so it's easy to get uh, overwhelmed by what's available. So, you know, be prepared for that. But with WordPress, it grows as you grow. That's where my first blog site started. It started on WordPress, and as I got more uh, comfortable with WordPress and and tried some things out on WordPress. Uh, it turned into a, a living, breathing monster of its own, which was fun. Um, then there's also Wix and Weebly, which I know a lot of teachers are familiar with because they use those two websites as their teacher page, uh, classroom page, website. And in, in, in WordPress, Wix, and Weebly, all of those are places where you can upload documents to. So you could even turn it into a place where you're teaching where your parents could go to get assignments that were missed. They could get the PDF homework assignment, things like that. And it's been my experience that sometimes using the uh, website through the school district is a bit challenging because it's it's just so complicated to get in and, and figure out. But if you can put on your teacher website through the school district a link to your blog, then you can put everything on there. So blogging, super important. Um, the other thing that I was going to say, uh, something else that, that I was able to do this summer was I got to participate at the uh, Technovation for uh, Education Conference in Stillwater at Meridian Technology, and that was that was great. I was able to meet some teachers and, and do some really, really cool things with them. And one of the sessions that I was able to, to lead dealt with app smashing, and this was a, a morning-long session. We had so much fun, and we, we were only able to get one thing created. That's okay, though. But it, it was great. And basically what app smashing is, it's taking those apps from your iPad, the ones that it's just taking apps from your iPad and creating content in each one of those apps and then putting all that content together in one video. You're smashing all these apps together. So we used Halftone 2 iMovie GarageBand and we created a, and we got some story cubes, which there's an app for story cubes, or you can actually get story cubes from, you know, Amazon or Walmart or someplace like that. But we rolled out a story, and so that, and, and, and we wrote a story, and then we recorded our story in the, in the half tone, and GarageBand provided the backing music, and then iMovie let us put it all together. But you could, you could use Telgami, you could use Do Ink, uh, the green screen by Do Ink. You could use uh, Explain Everything. You could use Thirty Hands. There's there's a, a jillion apps out there that you could use to create. And so, one thing that you can do while you're at home this summer is just think about that. Think about that. How can you juice up your teaching and make it more fun? And then while you're thinking on that. Think about, for those of you in a situation where your kids do have access to iPads, how can they do this same thing to show you what they've learned? So 
Not only now are we able to teach and provide an opportunity for kids to get learning even when they're not with us because we've, we've created this video that can go onto our blog space, our teacher website, or wherever. But now, through this creativity, uh, you, you can start allowing your students to show you what they've learned the same way. And so if you're in a situation where you're one-to-one -one with iPads and they can explore and, and play with these, it's really fun. And there, there can be so much creativity that goes on in there. I know that app smashing sounds daunting, but here's what we did with the halftone. We had the story cubes. We simply took a picture of each of the cubes and the, and the story part that we were going to tell. We organized it into a beginning, middle, end. Each little cube got its own spot in the halftone, and halftone too is a comic book creator. So each cube got its own spot in the in the comic book. We added some cool comic book word uh, words, you know, like pow and bam and and all those different kinds of things. And then we exported our comic book to a video, and we put that video on the camera roll, and then. We took the video from the camera roll and we put it into iMovie. And once we had it into iMovie, we narrated it. So we, we played the movie and as the movie played, we narrated and we had that. Then we went over to GarageBand and GarageBand on iPad is so fun because it's it's got these basically preloaded musical sets. And, and at the touch of a button, you can play all these different instruments, and they'll play different styles of music, like classical Chinese, or, which was is kind of interesting. I don't get to listen to that very often. Or rock and roll, or R&B, or jazz, or house. Um, there's all these different... I think there's like eight or nine different types of music. And, and with the push of a finger, you can play all these different instruments at once. The music comes in on the beat, so when you change sounds, when you change instruments, it comes in on a beat, so you don't have to worry about your timing getting all fouled up and funky. It's just really, it's really fun. So then we put that into iMovie and turned it down a little bit so that we had some backing music, and then boom, we were done. It's, it's just fun to mess around with that kind of stuff. If you have a green screen and action movie FX, you can really make a fun video uh, as well. So I'll link to some of that stuff. Uh, in the show notes for this so that you can kind of see how those things worked but but be creative and then when you're creative think about okay how can my students how can my students show me what they know doing the same thing because uh, the worksheet that still is wet off the ditto machine and has that funky smell from 1982 that might be a really good lesson can we make it better you know can your kids really show you what they learned and so that was one of my favorite sessions from uh, the T for E conference that I was able to teach at. Another one that was really that I had a lot of fun at too was the gamification one. And I've talked about gamification before, but I was reading a book this summer, and I think it was Explore Like a Pirate. Um, I yeah I had I had not read that one, and so I read that one this summer. And and one of the things that that he shared in there that I thought was great, and I think the author is Michael Matea, I believe Matera. Anyway. Um, you know, how do you gamify? What do you do to gamify? How can I step into this? There's so much going on. One of the easiest things that you could do, this is a great idea that he had. You get baseball card sleeves with the three-hole three, three punch in them, and you give those to your kids. So, and, and you give them one or two sleeves, and there's usually nine cards on a sleeve. So if they have, they have one or two sleeves, and then you 
create the badges or the rewards or whatever that you want your kids to be able to have. So maybe it's the homework pass, maybe it's the headphone pass, maybe it's the bathroom pass, whatever's age appropriate for you that you can handle, that you can let the kids do. Maybe it's the no shoes thing. My daughters, when they get to no shoes at school, they love it. And then what you can do is you can create a fun little baseball card sized um, badge or reward and then as kids do things to earn those you can give it to them and they can slide it into the into the the baseball card slots and now they can show off the things they have with their friends and that's cool because you always like to be able to show your friends what you've got that they don't because then your friends may try to want to one-up you on that so that's just another real simple way to do um, gamification as well um, the next thing that you could do with gamification that's that's not too bad is you can just create a theme and so make sure that all your rewards match that theme and and when you do that 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 can be equally as fun so when I did my gamification I I borrowed from like zombie world fantasy world doctor who world I I, I was not focused um, if I was going to go do it again, I would probably, you know, zombies are all the rage these days. I would probably do like a Walking Dead sort of situation. Um, but in my session, there was a, a science teacher, and he's he's doing Star Wars. And he was all excited. I could already see the wheels spinning. Like, Star Wars was going to be his theme, and, and everything was going to flow into that. So, so give some consideration to that. You know, one of the big things with gamification is that we're trying to encourage some intrinsic motiva motivation. And that intrinsic motivation is the motivation that comes from the inside uh, because I want to learn more and, and not from the outside because uh, I'm trying to get a good grade. And, and then one last bit on the gamification too is, is think about those things that you need your kids to learn. You're the expert. You know exactly what they need to know. Is, is there a different lesson out there for some of those kids that are a little... Is, is there a different lesson out there? Can, can we find a different way to get to the same end zone that you want your kids to be at when you're finished with a lesson that you usually teach through? So just keep those things in mind. And then coming up in uh, uh, next week, I think about a week, 10 days, is the ISTE conference. I'm really excited about that because there's there's so many things to learn there and it'll be in San Antonio and I have the opportunity to go, which I'm thrilled for. I can trace everything I'm doing now back to my first ISTE conference in San Antonio just a few years ago. And for those of you listening, if I, I know, especially in Oklahoma, money is super tight, but there is some PD money available for different things. And, and if there's a way for you to get... Um, a couple of people from your district to the ISTE conference or from your building to the ISTE conference, it, it can be a great thing. They have to share out what they've learned. They have to talk about what they learned. They can't keep it to themselves. There's so much good stuff. But the ISTE conference is, is powerful, powerful, powerful. It's overwhelming, but in a good way because once you process through all of that, there's so many great ideas and cool tricks and cool, just cool things to start using. Um, it's it's insane. It's insane. So there you go. The drive is back. You'll hear from me very soon um, as as we get into the summer and and with especially with the ISTE conference coming up, there'll probably be a short podcast um, each night of ISTE, just as a recap of the day. So I look forward to sharing with you then. As always, your feedback is welcome. And uh, 
and I and I've enjoyed I've enjoyed sharing with you again. I've missed this, and uh, we'll catch you next time. I can't wait to get on the road again. <laughs>